We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M-I-K-O-S-A-N-T-O-S dot C-O slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. Yeah, I think there's a there's an app or there's a platform that was used by the Singaporean government. The It's like contact tracing. It's an app that uses uh, Bluetooth and GPS uh, so that people who have been either infected or under investigation or under monitoring can be easily traced Um Uh, via their smartphones. And I think that's the best way. If A Kangaroo Fern production. Welcome, Welcome to Gorilla Podcast, Fresh Eyes. The beat that makes you feel good. A weekly podcast that features interviews with social change leaders or individuals that aims to bring audiences good stories to motivate their own social impact efforts. Now, here's your host. Hello, Humanista. This is Miko Santos from the Side Strip, and please welcome to Fresh Eyes, a member of Guerrilla Podcast Network. I'm so excited. I'm so excited with this week's episode. But before that, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you want to sponsor, please email us at info at kangaroofirm.com or go to the patreon.com slash kangaroofirm. Our special guest for today is Abby Olandres. He is the founder of Yugatech. Yugatech is the largest and longest-running technology site in the Philippines. Originally established in October 2002, and the site has been transformed into a full-fledged technology site in 2005. Welcome to the show, Abby. Hi, Miko. Glad to be part of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. Even you know what's happening now in the situation, everything is locked down. Even in Australia right now, it's locked down as well. So enhanced quarantine. They don't want to say that lockdown, just enhanced <laughs> quarantine. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about Yugatech and describe how did you first get into blogging? Well, actually, this has started like almost two decades ago, right? Because During that time, after I graduated, the internet was just, was just starting in the Philippines. So, like, starts up like um, Yehey.com, Pinay Exchange, and uh, the ABS-CBN portal, uh, Pinay Central. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, but basically, I'm a, I'm a back-end guy. I'm more of an... I have a background in chemistry and computer engineering. So, I'm not really that into, like, blogging per se. For for the most part, what I you know the the industry that I got into was more on like programming, 
And actually, the first like online venture that I got into was uh, doing web hosting mm. for blogs. So that was my first like online business back in 2002. And that introduced me into blogging. I've known a lot of people who just started to get into blogging, but I said to myself, I'm really not that type of guy who enjoys writing or really good. I'm not really good at writing. Uh, way back then, I, I flunked English in, in high school. I got a very low grade in, in English in, in college. So the last thing I, was, I wanted to get into was writing. So most of the part, it's basically like um, how to set up um, blogspot blogs or your standalone uh, domain, domain sites. So that, that was the, the thing that I got into uh, during the early years of uh, my blogging. And actually still have like uh, copies of archives of uh, my old website back then, um, before it was actually called Jugatech. And for the most part, I actually, even before WordPress uh, was founded in 2004 or something like that, I actually created my own um, blogging software, blogging platform that I used on my own website. So it's more of like a portfolio website or a resume website rather than a, rather than a blog. And it's more of like, for me, writing is more like practicing my English or learning, you know, new words or you know, making sure that, you know, I, I learn a word or two uh, a week and I use it in my journal. It's called journaling before. So that's how I got into the idea of blogging or professional blogging, yeah. Yeah, it's just during that time, it's dot .com, you got get your CT, so Friendster, I had, it's a long time. I had site. Yeah, I had uh, my journal on hypermart.net. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Hypermart? Um, and there was a, there were a few um, services that offer free.com.net. You just need to add their own banner ad. It's like an iframe that you put a banner ad at the bottom of the site and it will give you a free.com or the .net back then. So I took advantage of that and learned almost everything on the internet. So I'm, I'm more of a, you know, an, an uh, internet entrepreneur, if you might look at it that way uh, a lot of the freelancing gigs that i did was mostly on the internet like doing web design doing web development mostly like that and blogging was just like an afterthought for me i did not get into the idea of blogging as a as a business as a career until like three years later so what inspired you to start your blogging the you get so it's mostly, when I started out Yugatech, it was mostly um, a portfolio website in order for me to showcase, you know, my, my, um, my, my work, uh, my portfolio for potential clients in web designing and programming. And then a, a small section of that website, I dedicated as an online journal. Um, and uh, later on, when WordPress... Uh, uh, came out, came came out. I shifted my entire website from you know my own backend, which was very crappy back then, but it works, into um into a WordPress website, and the format changed into a blog format rather than a static website. So that was like my introduction into the idea of maybe I should get into blogging or journaling uh, or journaling on a regular basis. So. Almost every day back then, almost every day, I would make sure that I would write one entry every day. There's, 
I can count in with one, with one hand, you know, the times where I forget or I missed a day of not blogging. But the topics that I covered back then was mostly lifestyle, you know, personal blogging. It will be... Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. It ranges from blogging about what I eat, where, where we went to, you know, places that we visit, and some personal, of course, personal musings, personal thoughts and stuff. But it was not really long form. It's mostly like maybe a paragraph, two paragraphs, 100, 200 words, just so that I get that discipline or that, that rhythm of being able to really publish an entry um, every single day. And back then, you really know who your audience are because they're people, they're mostly your friends, your colleagues, or maybe, you know, um, uh, relatives who would actively leave a comment. So it was like a small news, public newsletter of sorts. So you get to really um, interact with your, your readers because these are people who, who come to your site almost every day or regularly and interacting with you. So with the big audience of Yoga Tech, so you got... 346,000 followers in Facebook, 13,000K in Twitter, and 354,000 in YouTube. How do you manage the time to run your blog efficiently? Back then, I remember I, I, parang, uh, I only, you know, uh, my, only, that my only time off was really to eat or sleep. I would work my ass off 16 hours a day, sometimes even up to 20 hours, just making sure that I'd be the first one to report on stuff that is not normally reported by traditional media or even online sites such as like maybe Inquirer or Philstar or ABS-CBN. So it's more for me to address a gap that a lot of the existing publications, really the big ones, are not addressing. So in a way, it became my lifestyle. It I make sure that I'm always on top of things, that I'm, I'll always go out there and look for stories that have human interest in the technology landscape. And I understand that there are a lot of people looking for this type of content that is not being addressed in the local industry. And it was only much, much later on where I realized there's so many platforms that needs to be updated. There's so many stories that need to be covered. A lot of new products that come out that I need to review. So we would do somewhere between 20 to 25 uh, full uh, uh, full reviews every month. And I realized that I cannot do it alone. So in 2012, I decided to actually hire full-time contributors to the site to help me. Uh, originally, I had... Uh, two people working full-time for me. Uh, they work from home. And then this year, um, we already scaled up to uh, 15 full-time um, contributors on uh, for the site and for our YouTube channel. So majority of that, around 60 to 70%, would be involved in producing uh, videos for our YouTube channel and for our Facebook uh, followers as well. Our target is somewhere um, between like, 10 to 11 videos a week. So that's actually more uh, more than one video per day. But uh, earlier this year, we also launched, uh, launched a second channel, which is Yugatek Gaming. And that's um, dedicated purely for, um, for, for, uh, for gaming fans. 
So we, in a way, we expanded our uh, uh, our offering, our content offering horizontally and making sure that we narrowed down uh, a new channel for specific, you know, um, niche industries such as gaming. And gaming is big in the Philippines, especially mobile gaming. How big is the gaming industry in the Philippines if you are doing a second channel now from Yugatech is the more on most technology? Yeah. Well, mostly uh, currently in the last two or three years, I would say mobile gaming is really huge. That uh, I think we're I think we're somewhere between number two or number three in Southeast Asia in terms of like uh, uh, percentage of the population, and that is also evident with a lot of um, a lot of the tournaments. Uh, uh, both locally and regionally, we even have uh, gaming as our esports as part of the ASEAN Games uh, recently, right? So we think that that is a huge niche that um, needs to be tapped into. Uh, we understand that there are a lot of content creators in the gaming scene, the streamers, um, the the YouTubers, and the like. But we want to complement that with uh, a different strategy uh, based on our experience and our learnings from the existing um, the existing subscribers that we have on YouTube. So you're saying a strategy. So what do you think is the best strategy that worked well for you to get more? traffic to your blog that you get tech we, we really focus on evidence-based content uh, ideation that means we always look at feedback of a lot of our uh, existing subscribers or existing fans and look at which type of content or which topics that they really uh, need from us and we look and we we consolidate that and we brain, brainstorm among among the members of the team in order to produce that type of content that also adheres to our our branding, our, our, our style of branding. So it does not veer away from the original vision and mission that we have. At the same time, we always make sure that um, we approach it in a, in a way that that is not just you know a me too approach. We wanted to add our own uh, style, our own treatment to the content, so that we add to the existing library or existing pool of content that's already out there. Uh, people have been producing a lot of content, so it could be the the topic or the, the concept, but also the delivery. Is there any challenging moments? on your blogging journey so far from 2002 to now doing videos would be getting into the in, into videos would be i would say the second like uh, biggest challenge we've had in the last like two decades because when i started out in 2002 i was really meant into doing like written form and that's why that's where I, I got used to, and that's where we're really good at. That's our core competency. But in 2012, we realized that video uh, is starting to get a lot of traction, especially that the internet, uh, the broadband. Penetrate. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Philippines is growing. And at the same time, um, the audience in the video, or especially like particularly on YouTube, is actually... Um, different. There's there's no uh, zero-sum formula there. So our audience on YouTube is basically very unique compared to our audience on the website. So we think that expanding the reach of the site is much better. It's easier for us to transition to videos. And we've seen that a lot of people 
uh, especially for long form, they would prefer audiovisual type of content, which and video is really at the heart of that. And we've seen the growth of our, you know, of our uh, audience on YouTube is way faster than uh, the growth that we have either on Facebook or on the site itself. And we're also able to um, to cater to a uh, global audience, especially for types of content or products that are Asian first uh, releases. And that's something that we really bank on in terms of like getting more, um, expanding our audience uh, outside of the Philippines. All right. How do you motivate yourself? And that is always a challenge, especially that we already have a really uh, sizable uh, team for Yugatech. And we always look back and look at the core values that we look, uh, we why we got into blogging or why we got into uh, online publishing. And that is because we want to serve our audience that every single day when our readers, our audience, our viewers, they wake up, they would go to the site or they would check out our channel. And that is something that, in a way, fuels our uh, our passion and fuels the motivation to deliver because people are expecting from us. Uh, so, in a way, that's like fuel for passion for us. That our readers were really connected with our readers in making sure that what they want, uh, what we provide, is something in line with what they want. Did you realize by by this passion that you're making money through online? That's that would that would be the last thing that actually imagined uh, because I've been doing this when I started out I was doing this for five years and not making a single cent it was just me uh, learning stuff on the internet and sharing it with people who might be interested in the same industries I am and that is tech so when I started out and the way I I write the way I I you know produce content it's more like me. Uh, talking and just chatting with friends who have the same passion or the same interest as me. So it's like you, you know, sitting down, having a cup of coffee or having a round of beer with friends and just talking and talking about things that really interest you. And that's our tone. And that's the way we started out uh, when I, I started out blogging. And, you know, monetization or running a business was actually the last thing that I uh, really thought of. Um, I even, I remember even telling myself because I've known a lot of uh, uh, um, successful bloggers back then. And I said, you know, blogging might be for them because they're the really good writers. They're eloquent with, with what they think and they can translate their ideas into written form. And that's not, that's not me. That's not my cup of tea. But I, I guess, you know, um, after years and years of just doing this, just, you know, um, trying to improve yourself and trying to communicate. This is not about writing or editing videos. This is about effectively communicating to your audience. And that is our business, communicating and engaging with our audience. And the money just came in. It's, it's like, for me, it's icing on the cake. I would always tell my team that even if one day this, this does not become... Um, a viable business already that there's no more money in blogging or doing videos i would still be doing this i would still be doing this anyway what do you do in your spare time so do you still do something aside from blogging <laughs> <laughs> um you know i i think um, um i remember uh, almost a year ago i thought like I, I gave myself some sort of a, a timeline that uh, that I tell my team, you know, I think by this time I should be more hands-off 
in the operation of, of, of the company, of the team, so that, you know, I pass on the responsibility uh, and the helm to, to the team members who have been with me for the longest time. Uh, our managing editor has been with me for more than seven years already. It's been there. He's like employee number two, and he's been with, with me until now. And I told him that, you know, I hope that one day you'd be confident and prepared enough to take over as, as editor-in-chief. And I wanted to lay low and pursue other things. And one thing that also came to, to mind was that, uh, was it a fluke? Was it an accident? Or was it you know timing that got me into this kind of business? So in a way, I would venture into other non-related uh, uh, ventures just to see if I still have it. I still have that mindset of an entrepreneur. I got into farming. I got into a lot of other things. And just to make sure that do I still have that acumen or that entrepreneurial spirit. But for the most part, I would say I'm like 50%. Um, uh, I'm like semi-retired. <laughs> Enjoying, you know, I, I, I told my team I've been doing this for two shifts, one in the morning, one in the evening, for more than 15 years. I think I deserve some sort of a me time uh, by now. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. Because I was talking to Asriel a couple of weeks ago. If he's saying, oh, I've been doing the blogging probably almost 20 years now, uh, 19 years now. Yeah. So he was also thinking of maybe I'm going to retire as well after 20 years because I've been doing this for a long time. Um, <laughs> so... But he's looking as well to a different aspect of blogging. So it's maybe you got the same mindset as well. So the next question I have, I already asked this to Israel as well, Coladelia. Can you name some of your favorite bloggers and explain why they are your favorite? Well, uh, one of the biggest uh, influence why I got into blogging when I started out would be uh, problogger.net. Uh, Darren Rose, he's Australian. Actually, I yeah, read yeah, yeah. almost every day. Actually, I f- when I started out, like really concentrating on blogging, actually formatted my style from him. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Because he was more like, you know, how to grow your blog, how to engage audience, how to, uh, how to ideate, how to look into concepts. So until now, I no longer read his blog. I don't have time to read a lot of sites. Um, but I always looked up to him. Actually, he was the first guy that gave me the idea that maybe blogging could be for me. Uh, he posted this uh, story about the house that blogging bought back in 2005, 2006. So that was a... Parang like um, a eureka moment for me that maybe blogging can be a serious uh, thing, even especially in the Philippines, right? Um, uh, today, I would look la- I would look at a lot of the YouTubers like um, uh, Unbox Therapy or um, Dave 2D, uh, Canadian, the Chinese guy from Canada. But I look at them and I see, you know, I see, I see myself. Uh, especially, um, I know, uh, LTT, Linus Tech Tip. I, I always talk to my team and tell them that, you know, one day maybe it would be as big as LTT or, you know, at least LTT of the Philippines. So I always look at his passion, his drive. It's not really on the type of content that they have, but more on the drive of the person behind the channel or behind the site that really uh, motivates me, that really ignites, you know, 
excitement for me and my team. And we always you know, brainstorm on things that what can we do to make ourselves different and to make our audience more excited with the things that we do and not just be, you know, a Me Too site or a Me Too channel or a Me Too website. So I would say if there's mm. something that we really want to be aligned with or uh, as a target, that would be Linus Tech Tips. Most uh, influential. <laughs> yeah. I think he's our most admired uh, content creator. I would I would look at him as a content creator who's really, who's really who, who wants to dig into, you know, to deep dive into what they're really doing and the way they approach it. It's very raw, but yet it's very detailed. It's very authoritative. On, a, on the technology side, um, what do you think the technology can do to help fight this COVID-19 right now? So the situation right now. So Yeah, I think there's a, there's an app or there's a platform that was used by the Singaporean government. The, it's like contact tracing. It's an app that uses uh, Bluetooth and GPS uh, so that people who have been either infected or under investigation or under monitoring can be easily traced um, uh, via their smartphones. And I think that's the best way. If uh, the government or the Department of Health, Health has access to all these PUIs and PUMs, we can easily identify and isolate them so that we don't need the very costly effects of uh, a lockdown or a, a community quarantine by, by easily and quickly identifying them and isolating them from the rest of, of, you know, of the community. We minimize the rate of infection and at the same time provide for mobility uh, for the rest of the uh, uninfected or for the rest of the population. I think that would be a key a technology in order for us to be to easily and to quickly combat uh, uh, the threat of uh, COVID nineteen. That's uh, fantastic. So, the, my last question before we wrap it up: um, in twenty twenty, today is twenty twenty compared to two thousand and two. What is your help and tips or advice to the new aspiring content creator? I would always uh, tell people when they ask me this that always look for that need. Don't just create it based on what you think uh, you want to provide. Do you want to add to a sea, an ocean of already existing content? You always have to look and ask yourself, is there a need for this? Because there are a lot of um, there are a lot of treatments, there are a lot of styles, approach uh, in creating content. But if you focus on the need, Regardless of your delivery or regardless of your uh, personality, people will always look for this. So we always, I always um, advise that base your approach on the need and is there a gap in the existing pool of content out there that needs to be filled up and is that gap big enough for you to, to survive and to, to thrive in a way. Otherwise, you'd be creating, duplicating what is already out there. And unless you're much better than existing ones, it's really hard to penetrate uh, this industry, especially that almost everyone can be con- a content creator. Uh, thank you so much. So thank you so much for, for your time, for, for, the, for the podcast. So if you want to... If you have any other question about technology side back in the Philippines, so I'll uh, put all the link 
below so so that you can check yoga tech and the new second channel that they're doing right now so and also email them they're happy are you happy to if someone send you a message yeah, to have yeah, a question hundreds of you know questions and emails from a lot of people and we make sure that as much as possible we able to respond to all of them all right thank you so much so thank you thank you so much so this is another episode of guerrilla podcast it's a member of guerrilla podcast network if you love the show please like subscribe so you can listen to spotify google podcast and itunes as well thank you so much see you for another episode again thank you if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher or via rss while you're at it if you found value in this show rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kang A-R-O-O-F-E-R-N.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com. www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n dot com.